Weekend Breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane on 702. It's going on 13 minutes past 8 on Weekend Breakfast and uh, we're talking hacks for exam stress as well as two great counting games for kids. Exams are upon us. So whether your child is in senior primary school or writing matric, uh, our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush, has got some tips for you to help them handle what they're going through. And of course, uh, as we get after we wrap up that part of the conversation, Nikki will be giving us a heads up on uh, two great counting games for children that you could possibly gift because Christmas is only six weeks away. And uh, Yeah, I like to plan ahead when it comes to gifts. No one wants to be that parent uh, running around on the 24th, essentially just grabbing anything at this point because you haven't really thought about what you want to give your loved ones. On that note, good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rafilwe. Thanks for coming into studio. You could have just called us and spoken to us from home. Instead of stepping in the puddles outside in the parking lot. All of those things. (laughs) As you said when you came in, you forgot, you neglected to wear your galoshes. But uh, thanks for coming through. Such a pleasure. (laughs) So, Nikki, it's exam time. Kids are either going through the most because they've been highly stressed. They're trying to pack in all this revision, probably too late for revision, revision, studying, et cetera, et cetera. Or if they've, you know, got this thing down on lock, are more relaxed because they prepared and um, they made sure they knew, they they made sure that they, they studied effectively and reviewed effectively for exam time. I must say this, though, Nikki, before we get into the hacks for stress relief during this time, when I finished my matric exams, especially, and I I think we've spoken about this before, I was quite annoyed about the pressure that had been put on us around matric exams, because you leave that exam hall and you're like, actually, there was like any other exam. And so more than the stress of being prepared for the syllabus or finishing the syllabus or reviewing the syllabus, the added stress around exams is societal expectations, right? And expectations of the school and the institution, i.e. don't bring our A average down. (laughs) You you all need eight and a half metric distinctions. And don't Uh, make your parents look bad. All those things, right? And that's the stress that annoyed me. So it's quite a a critical time for for, for school kids at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The narrative is pretty heavy, I must say. And, you know, kids in uh, early primary school actually do do tests uh, without it being called a test. And then they don't get uh, uptight about it. And then somehow when we start adding labels like test and exam – It ups the ante so much. And the brain is a really interesting organ because it has a memory. You know, cellular memory is huge. Mm. And if anything's happened to you in your life where you have felt under threat, your brain can't distinguish whether your life is in danger Mm. or whether you're just writing an exam or a test. And so it, it, it connects the dots between all traumatic incidents anything that's made you feel scared in your whole life. And so it all comes crashing down on you when you are in a state of fight or flight when mm-hmm. you're about to write an exam. Yeah. And so we do have to take control of the brain and we have to be the boss of the brain. I think this is the message that I want to get across here <laughs> yeah. is that we need to be the boss of our brain. Very, very we need important. to give our energy leadership. And the first thing is parents, you need to manage your own anxiety mm. because – it's more infectious than the coronavirus. So 
you need to do what you need to do to manage yourself, whether it's exercise, whether it's talk to a friend, whether it's take rescue remedy, whatever it is, manage yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two is keep routine. Keep routine in your home over the weeks of exams. Make sure that your kids get their three meals, that there is food in the fridge, that we all have a regular go to bed and wake up time. Mm -hmm. Keep the routine. And then um, let's talk about the children themselves. Yeah. And if we've got any teens listening, uh, listen in for yourself. And now you won't uh, think that your mother is daft because I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? So, Nikki, you're giving us tips on what to do in the actual exam hall now and well, beforehand, no, as well. beforehand, beforehand as well. Beforehand, beforehand as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just so just to avoid that that issue when you're looking at the page, you blank out, yes. and now you can't access the information that you actually do have right. and you have actually done the work. If you've done the work, yeah. there's two physiological things or three physiological things we can do. The first is drink lots of water because the brain is largely made up of water. The second thing is to breathe because mm. when we are fearful and anxious, we stop breathing. Sure. So let's talk about breathing. Before you go into the exam or when you're driving to the exam or been driven to the exam, breathe. Breathe in for four, one, two, three, four, hold for seven mm -hmm. and breathe out for eight because we actually don't breathe out. We hold our breath when we're stressed. And then here is a fabulous one. If there is a stairwell wherever you're going, so at school there's stairs, mm -hmm. take the stairs, even if your exam is not upstairs, quickly run up and down the stairs a couple of times before you go into the exam hall and you will have pumped endorphins, happiness hormones and oxygen through your system to feed your brain. So mm -hmm. you will calm down. And then another brilliant one that I use regularly myself mm -hmm. when I feel anxious about anything is to help your brain switch track from the anxiety and the fear. And I learned this from a neuroscience uh, professor in Chicago. And he said, count in fives to 100. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, all the way to 100. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to count backwards to zero. Mm -hmm. So it's 95, 90, 85, 80. And so it goes. And what's and happening there's a there? rhythm there. Okay. And what he says is, you are switching your brain from the emotional track to the numerical track. Mm -hmm. So it's lighting up in another place. And it just gives you a moment to breathe and stop feeling the butterflies in your tummy. Yeah. You can also do uh, counting forwards to 100 in twos and counting backwards in twos, which is more difficult because then sure. you're going 100, 98, 96, 94, 92, 90, 88, 86, 84, 82, 70. Yeah. You can see how I'm forcing my brain to do something different. Fantastic distraction. Now, I find this is incredibly, incredibly practical, useful, slightly fun, mm -hmm. slightly taxing, but it's pushing your brain to do something it hasn't done when you've been deep into the books and when your tummy is telling you that you're under threat. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, your tummy telling you that's under threat and uh, it's difficult to sort of get your mind off of that uh, physiological response and uh, actually assess and tell yourself, no, actually, I'm fine. I've studied. I'm fine. It really, really is difficult. So two more things. The one being that you need to tell fear what to do. Otherwise, it will tell you what to do. And you need to say to fear... Thank you very much for trying to protect me. I really appreciate you. Mm 
But my life is not in danger right now. So you can leave. Mm. I have found this one in the last couple of weeks absolutely priceless. Mm. And you can use this for anything, whether it's a child writing a test or exam, whether you as a parent are going in to give a presentation mm-hmm. or are under serious pressure to deliver something on time, just to put fear in its rightful place is a very empowering thing to do. In other words, I take back control. And another way to take back control is to make sure as you walk out your house that you make your bed. And my son has gone to write an exam at university this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And I quickly went up to his room to check what it looked like. And the bed was in perfect nick. (laughs) I was so impressed. (laughs) Making the bed does what? It just says I am in control. And it it brings order to chaos. Because that fear is like a hand grenade going off in your brain. Mm. And it's actually bringing the energy back into alignment. And it's taking back control. And it's you are the shepherd of your energy. You need to tell it what to do or it will tell you what to do. Yeah. That's really it. Yep. Nikki, uh, growing up, my sister would say, what I don't know now, I cannot learn uh, between, uh, between now and tomorrow. So the benefits, the necessity of adequate sleep, because some people are out there cross-nighting and thinking it's going to do something for yes, them. Yes, and taking Bioplus. Mm. So uh, the important thing to remember is this, that... When you go to sleep, whatever you did during the day, your brain will replay. So you actually get a free revision session if you get enough sleep. And if you go into those lovely deep, um, you know, sleep waves, Mm -hmm. your brain will go through everything all over again without any effort. So that's a a a one for free, you know, (laughs) but it's not going to happen if you're up studying until four o'clock in the morning and you only have one hour of sleep. So um, go for the gap. And uh, let your brain do what it needs to do. If you've done the work and you've done the repetition, 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 Mm -hmm. then you just need to breathe. And when you get into the exam room, you can do the four, seven, eight breathing. You can do the count to 100 in twos and fives and Mm -hmm. back again. And then you have to ask yourself when you are reading the questions, what are they asking me to do? Okay. Lovely, useful tips. I always find that box breathing uh, incredibly, incredibly effective as well. Let's talk counting games and uh, look ahead to gifting at Christmas time. What do you want to start with? You've got you've brought us two uh, two games. Uh, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start with the Spotty Sausage Dogs game. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that just sound like fun? So you build a Spotty Sausage <laughs> Dog in this fun matching and counting game. Tell us yes. more. So this game is going to to be suitable for your preschooler. So this is for your child who is three to five years of age. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that quantity is part of life. Yeah, Kids need to master quantity. It's a life skill. And it leads then to understanding numbers. And when they're first, you know, on the changing table, what do we do? We count their fingers and their toes. Mm-hmm. And they, they learn they have 10 fingers and 10 toes. But the spotty sausage game is really, really cool. So you have to be the first p- person. You have to be the person who um, has the most spots on their dog's jumper. And remember, a sausage dog is long. Yes, yes, It yes. has a head. It has a tail. This 
product, by the way, is from Orchard Toys. Mm -hmm. And I actually tried to work out today. I think I've been recommending Orchard Toys for about 16 years. They have always featured on my toy talk list. So they're doing something right. Quality (laughs) is unbelievably good. Actually, British design Mm. and um, beautiful quality. So build a spotty sausage sausage dog in this fun matching and counting game. And you spin the spinner, which you can see there. And if the spinner lands on, say, number five, then you have to pick a card that has five paws, the doggy paws on Mm it. And when you turn your card over... It, it is a piece of the sausage dog. So you okay. start the game off with the head of the sausage dog. Mm-hmm. Then as you take your turn, you add pieces of the body to the sausage dog who's wearing a jersey, a jumper. Lovely. And then eventually you will, you will have to pick up a tail. And the minute you pick up a tail of the dog... It means you can't add any more spots. You can't add any uh-huh. more body pieces or spotty pieces to your dog. So... Then you, you in your turn, if you can't add to your own dog, you keep spinning until you pick up a, a tail piece and then you can add that to somebody else's dog mm-hmm. and stop them from playing. <laughs> okay. So then what you do at the end of the game is you start adding up the three dots on the one piece to the one dot on the next piece to the two dots on the next piece. You add them up and you see who's got the most number of spots on their doggy's jumper, and mm-hmm. that person is actually the winner. Um, and then there is another way of playing this game, and that is that um, you can see on the tray there, I've given you colored spots. Yeah. Okay. So instead of counting all of your dots, you could choose in this round to only count the green dots. Mm-hmm. See who's got the most number of green dots. Mm-hmm. And when children count initially, on a picture, they must touch the dots with their finger. Sure. Remember, we're talking preschoolers, mm-hmm. and they learn best with input through the senses, through the body. So this is such a sweet, sweet game. And by the way, there are free printable activities, including coloring sheets, tasty recipes, and craft ideas at orchardtoys.com, things to do. And all of the orchard range, the entire range, including the spotty sausage dog game, is available on timelesstoys.coza. And I highly recommend every game in that range. I have tested many of them over the years. And they don't go off the range often because they're so classically good. Mm. Okay, fantastic. That oh, is, by the way, that's yeah. about 269 rand just okay. for our listeners. Spotty Sausage Dogs is the name of that game. The next one that you've got for us is uh, My First Math Dice. Tell us about that. Right, so first math dice is really awesome. So this is a first maths game and it's concrete. You can see we have these plastic discs with a hole in them. Mm -hmm. And then we have the counting towers. So your child is stacking and threading the discs onto the counting tower. There are two towers, which means that we can play with two players. Mm -hmm. There are two dice. And I've actually laid out on the tray there a bunch of five, a group of five discs, four discs, three discs, two discs, sure. and one disc. Mm-hmm. So the first time you play with your child, do that. Get them to count them out in groups so that if they throw a five, they can go straight to the pile of five discs mm-hmm. and then they stack the five on their tower. Sure. If they throw a three, they go straight to the pile of three. So this is very concrete. It's real. They can count one disc 
per number. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that children understand what makes up the number three. And in this game, they will work out what makes up the one, two, three, four, and five, and they will also work out what zero means. Mm-hmm. What does nothing look like? Yeah. That is a hugely important concept. So we are also going to be doing more than and less than because right now your tower has way more discs on it than mine. Mm. That's a very important mathematical concept. And so they'll be adding. They will be um, – there are three different games, by the way. So the first game that you can play there is the number match, which is what I described, sure. where you throw the dice and you pick up the group of discs and you stack them. And then uh, there is another one, which is more than and less than. Um, and that's where you throw two dice, the five and the one, mm-hmm. And if you're playing more than, then the person who throws the five versus the one gets to stack five. The person who throws the one doesn't get to stack. Um, And then, of course, there's added up. So if you throw a two and a four, what does it make? Yeah. Six. Yeah. You count out six discs and you put them on your tower. A lot of interactive learning, a lot of real concrete learning that is going to give your child a great understanding about measurement, counting, and what zero means. So this product is available. Um, and it's, by the way, it's Think Fun, which is the brand, My First Maths Dice. Think Fun, also superb quality products that I've been recommending for years. It's going to cost you somewhere in the region of 350 Rand. It's in Toy Kingdom, Toy Zone, edgetoys.coza, mytoy.coza, and in independent toy stores. Fantastic stuff. Uh, thanks so much, Nikki. Thanks for coming into studio. And uh, we will, of course, do the same thing next Saturday. If there's any topic related to your children and that growth and reaching that potential that you'd like Nikki to unpack in the weeks to come, alongside, of course, unboxing uh, some games, uh, do drop us a line at at 702.co.za.